0: Hello everybody and welcome to the China Tech Investor Podcast, powered by TechNode, seeking truth from facts when it comes to Chinese tech stocks and IPOs. My name is Elliot Zagman and with me, the very popular Chinese short video influencer who is trying frantically to get his accounts back online after they have been taken down for vulgar and pornographic content. It's my co-host, James Hull. I think you're
1: talking about somebody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so nothing said on this podcast should be construed as investment advice or a solicitation of services. Even our numbers uh, may be incorrect or off. Re- investing is risky. Speak with your investor or financial advisor and do your own research before making investment decisions. Also, check out... Technodes newsletters
0: <laughs> exactly they yeah. are your central node for everything when it comes to china china tech and they go far more in detail than just about anyone else so That's right. subscribe go to checknote.com slash newsletter uh james if you were an adult film
1: actor what would your name be um did you read that on facebook or something it sounds like no, a facebook because post.
0: I, it was, I was thinking about because I was saying we were talking about the short video apps oh, being yeah. taken down for, or the short videos getting taken down for pornographic content. Yep. So
1: that's the big news. You know, have, um, have, have you
0: ever have you ever have you ever done one of those uh, those quizzes where you got to figure out uh, what your name would be
1: for different, th- like what your rapper name is or something? Uh, I think I no. What what your adult what your,
0: what your adult film actor
1: name would be? No, I haven't. No, I haven't done. That. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. Sounds mind. like a new one. I don't think I don't think that would be an approved survey though or if approved um, questionnaire. In, I th- I think that would be taken down if yeah. on Chinese social media. It's yeah. is sexual. It can't have any sexual content.
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyways, but I, I think yeah anyways. So crackdowns are like the theme of uh, of this week. Yep. Uh, so we we're seeing kind of across the board when it comes to China Tech. Um, just crackdowns on uh on 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 content, uh. But before we get into that, uh, we have the trade talks that happened in China, um, in Beijing at the Ministry of Commerce. Uh, they're done now on uh, January tenth. Uh, they're they've wrapped up. Seems like they went well, but you know we're 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 optimistic. Every episode, and then. Later on, we hear more negative news. So who
1: knows? Yeah, there'll probably be a debriefing when everyone goes back to their team huddle or whatever it is, uh, and we'll probably get maybe a little more news. But sounds like they're good. Things things happen. Discussions are going on. That's all. Always positive. Um, so yeah, I think remaining yeah, I, hopeful I don't is a good
0: try to think about figure out what's in Trump's mind. No. Um, you know I think he does want markets to rally I think we all want markets to rally um, so that's on on one side of things but also I think you know there's there are plenty of there's it's far more complicated than just him I think there's there's a
1: lot of other stuff going on we don't need to go into detail yes yeah, so um there are also some layoffs going on and um, Elliot, you've written a article about it. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah,
0: yeah. So actually, today I, w- I was working on it. Just just got published. Um, yeah, I mean, it, so it's it's just you know something that I've been seeing, you know, both in like the scuttlebutt, the all the gossip going around with everyone that I talked to in China Tech, but also you know, in a lot of the news as well. Um, and it just the more that I looked into it, the more I was like, wow, there's just like there's a lot of kind of headwinds going on when it comes to China tech. Um, and it's not a good time to be, to be working in that or looking for a job or trying to keep a job in that, in that, in that space, you know, I, I, basically there, there's three different kind of themes that you see all happening at the same time. One is the kind of private funding bubble burst. So. You know there's just we've seen in since the first since the basically in the second half of 2018 uh just a lot of that that private funding stopped going in um so a lot of these these startups that were expecting to get you know a a good or a, a you know high valuation their next round or you know a lot of funding in their next round they didn't get it so um so that's one thing and then we also see that a lot of just, there's been a lot of these companies that have just kind of, you know, fallen flat, you know, so bike sharing was supposed to be a big thing and it wasn't, you know, they still haven't really figured out the business model behind that, you know, P there was a P2P collapse. Um, so we're seeing a lot of layoffs happen with the, in the startup space, but then we also have, you know, the more established companies that are uh, suffering more from the, the 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 macro situation, right? So you have the you know the, the trade war that's hurting consumer confidence, but also you know I think that there there is a lot of trickle down happening from uh from deleveraging. So you know,
1: it, Yeah, I think that's probably a lot of the, uh, that's probably hurt. I mean, I don't who knows exactly. You probably have to do a wide launch, like a wide study or survey to figure it out, but I think probably the deleveraging has hurt consumer confidence more than uh the trade war but the trade war there was you know there there has been warnings and things about difficult times ahead and uh to prepare um and so that's probably also contributed to some decrease in consumer confidence
0: well i think one is a lot more psychological like the trade war is probably more psychological yeah uh, the um you know the deleveraging is a little more like actually where the rubber meets the road, um, but yeah. So, but you see that you know there's you know people just aren't spending as much money. So, you know I I talked to some experts, some lawyers, some you know some other folks who are in the you know who are working for these companies or trying to kind of manage a lot of these layoffs, and that's kind of what they they blame it on. They see this. They they either say it's it's a um, you know, it's the funding bubble bursting or it's the, um, you know, it, it's just that people aren't spending money anymore. Um, but also I think, uh, people, do, obviously people in China don't want to bring this up, but I think that for the, the stronger areas, there's also, um, every, every area that, that could be making money or that was making money has been hit by regulation. So there's gaming you know their gaming didn't have any approvals for almost all of 2018. Uh they've been slammed by a series of regulations and they're they're a big question mark now. Um although regulations have or the approvals have started again. Yeah. Um you know we I think we don't have uh we don't know a very clear picture about we don't know if block if for blockchain companies even though they have a whole other series of, you know, issues going on right now for companies involved in, in, in blockchain technology, you know, the, the regulations and restrictions in China make it a less appealing place to do business or less appealing place to set up, to set also, up a I business. Also, I mean,
1: Bitcoin's dropped in value quite a bit. That's probably contributed yeah. there.
0: Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, all the cryptocurrencies have, you know, it's yeah. kind of a, a, a winter for, for blockchain. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's, there's a, you know, where we're, where we're going to talk w- more with, uh, with Masha Borak today, our guest, um, is the, there's in social media in short video and content, there's a whole series of regulations as well. So that, you know, these companies that I think, you know, had a lot of potential, we don't know, you know, if those margins are going to be eaten into, or if they're going to lose users. Because you know they have to sterilize their content so much, so
1: yeah, that's gonna be really yeah, interesting. They, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they were basically running free the, for a while. So this is a this is a little change, big change. <laughs>
0: well, that's kind of the situation with a lot of these companies is that they start off, um, they yeah. start off hot because they're not regulated, and then they get cracked down on and. Um, You know, peer to peer,
1: peer to peers, that's basically their story. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So, another thing, sort of on that note, uh, at least the consumer spending area, did you see the December um, auto sales number? Yeah. Down 19% year over year, which caused. uh, 2018 to actually be the first down year in I mean many years I forget how many but um, many many years well, this is, the question that I have with
0: with this is the that, that in the US for example we the auto sales are a very uh, reliable indicator of consumer confidence.
1: Yeah, they're not as reliable right. in China actually. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: but they are an indicator. The question is what do they indicate?
1: Yeah, well that's really hard to know because the so what happens they only count large companies that have revenues over a certain amount and when those when this other companies like smaller companies kind of fall below that amount, they're not counted. I think this is how mm. it works, <laughs> and so you get mm. when you're comparing a year over year like sum, and you're not taking out the companies from the prior year that were were in it but are no longer, then you're not comparing apples to apples, right? Um, huh. So that's the that's the the issue, and I don't think they're very clear about what's in, what's out. It's just sort of the way they do it. Um and I think you see, you know, there are a lot of there have been over the years a lot of auto companies and um I'm sure some of the smaller ones are definitely suffering and there are ones that are doing better but um yeah. Well, I mean car, cars are a big purchase and
0: they're bought one when they they're also a not a necessary purchase, right? they're uh they're especially in china right you don't need to have a car because you can have public transportation you can well you know, it depends on where you live everywhere
1: if you're you yeah know, if you live in a city with better public transportation you you may not but i mean you know if you want to move things around you know it's you probably need a car but but
0: i i i what I'm saying is that compared to, for example, the United States. Oh, for sure. You don't. the, the you need the a percentage car to get
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you can't. So to, you don't. Under, you it. It's wise not to uh, understand it in the same way or to look at it in the same way that you'd see, um, you know, auto sales in the U.S. But uh you know people usually want to buy a car before they get married um it's usually a big status symbol it's a it's a, a symbol of kind of establishing your family in china mm-hmm. um and it's a it's also it's a it's a big symbol of wealth right and it's and it's a long term investment you buy a car when you feel confident in your security over the long term so that that could be what it's indicating that people feel less confident and their security over the long term.
1: Yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard to really put a finger. For me, like, you know, how many of these companies are falling out of the the survey data? You know, how many? It's it's tough. Um, but yeah. it does. It is not a good looking number. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. If anyone has insights on this, please, uh, please get in touch. Come at us on
0: uh, on on Twitter. Right. At Elliot Zagman E L L I O T T Z A A G M A N or at James L-X, J-A-M-E-S-H-U-L-L-X. Uh you want to move to the um to the watch list? Yeah. All right, you want to start with Xiaomi?
1: Um. Yeah. So Xiaomi big news this week is their lockup uh, for their pre-IPO investors just um, expired, so that the pre-IPO investors can now sell sell their shares um and they've had quite a quite a rough tumble over the last couple of days uh their USD market cap so that's taking the hong kong dollars and going to whatever the exchange rate is now is about 33.5 billion USD um hmm. quite a quite a drop but um
0: so they, they IPO'd at $50 billion, and that was seen as a low number compared to um, the shooting. $80 to 100 yeah. that a lot of the, the Xiaomi bulls uh, were promoting. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how far it goes further down. I, I would assume that most of the people who would... So the the shares were unlocked so that you know the people who had invested earlier... Um, in the pre-IPO stage, could now sell them. So, um, if you if you were going to sell, if you need to get some cash,
1: uh, you sell. Um yeah. especially if you bought at like an earlier stage not not exactly right before the IPO, but a little bit earlier than that. Maybe you got shares at three Hong Kong dollars, or I think I saw an article that said some some shareholders got two Hong Kong cents. Is there buy-in price so i mean like selling at nine or ten hong kong dollars is an amazing return you know like that's yeah it's incredible um you know you you take some chips off the table i think in that in that case but
0: what what i would think is that a lot of them have done it already um, I remember too, when we were, when we were talking early on about Xiaomi, I don't know if we did this, if we, if we recorded this or not, but we, what you had said when I was asking you about it, I was like, well, you know, what, what do you think about Xiaomi's valuation? You said once they get around $9, $9, nine Hong Kong dollars per share, then you said it would get interesting right now. They're at nine Hong Kong dollars and 97 cents as of eight
1: thirty seven PM, uh, on the tenth, uh, they hit uh, nine dollars and forty four cents during the day. That was their low. Um, yeah, so I think I remember I did that calculation. If I remember, this is a little a few several months ago. Um, but I think I said if they grow at the same amount in twenty eighteen as they grew in twenty seventeen, and then they do it again in twenty nineteen, then. You know as a at a five percent net profit margin which is what Leijun has said is their long-term profit margin goal um and then at a 20x pe it would actually be around nine nine hong kong dollars a share uh i mean i also remember disclosure uh don't keep me to those numbers but i'm trying to remember this several months ago <laughs> um but anyway, now they're they're around ten Hong Kong dollars. Uh, it price to book is two point nine, and their price to sales is one point four. Well, one thing that they are doing is that they're they're trying to
0: differentiate their their brands. So they're establishing the Redmi as a sub brand, and the Redmi is a kind of their low end brand. I think one of the issues that they have is that they're seen as a cheap phone, Um, and yet if they're selling cheap phones, then they're not making any margins on them, and that's a problem. So they need to either one, sell cheap phones that get people into their ecosystem and get people to spend on internet services. However, if you're buying the cheap phones, you probably don't have as much money to spend on internet services. Or you can buy the more expensive phones, which actually have margins on them. Um, But if they're uh, uh, known for being a low-end brand, people don't want to buy a higher-end Xiaomi. Um, Right. So they're trying to separate the Redmi from from Xiaomi altogether the way that Honor is separated from Huawei um, so that they can establish themselves as a higher-end brand, particularly in China where they're they're focusing more of their energies these days um however yeah. uh higher end smartphones are not doing that great these days right yeah how's apple and samsung doing exactly so they've both kind of lowered guidance and and they're, they're not doing great so samsung's um, close yeah, to plan
1: right yeah
0: apple yeah. lower well, guidance I mean, but that's a, yeah i mean the Sam, samsung in in china i think there's a whole other you know there's a whole other they're they're getting beat by local competitors there's the 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 patriotism thing at play there's the fact that you know that you know when it comes to android phones people would rather go for you know for a you know huawei or or xiaomi that are that are probably just as good but cheaper you know um yeah so also i mean that huawei that
1: huawei p20 i mean that camera is amazing I don't know if you've seen that oh, really? before, but it's, it's like the Leica dual camera, dual lens camera, whatever, do just two cameras, um, takes great photos. And then that like post-production sort of algorithms they got in the, in the app, uh, are also quite good. Uh, yeah.
0: So do they have like, like, like portrait mode with the iPhone?
1: Uh, they have, they have more than that. They have, um, like a night mode. So you can take a photo at night and it like, it Oh, that's
0: what the pixel has. That's what the Google pixel. Has. Yeah.
1: So maybe it's similar to that. Yeah. Um, okay. Pretty cool.
0: Okay. Oh, speaking of which, uh, we're talking about smartphones. So I mean, we saw that, that kind of that Apple lowered their guidance and, um, they're blaming it on China. And did you see this?
1: Yep. I did.
0: Well, what's your take on that, on all this?
1: Um, I mean, it's basically, you know, their revenues were kind of going down for a while uh, in China. I think their, the XR came out, um, and, you know, they, I think, uh, actually, the whole funny thing about Apple in China is last year, when they came out with the X, remember they came out with the iPhone 8 first, and, like, no one bought it, because mm-hmm. everyone was waiting for the X. And then mm-hmm. they did pretty well in the iPhone X sales in China. And the price was higher. People were like, wow, this price is higher. You know, they really should. Apple's just has this amazing ability to increase their ASP, average selling price of their phones. Um, and they should just keep doing that. So the analysts kind of pumped that up. And they sort of did that again. Um, and this time it's sort of fallen through and it hasn't really worked. Um, so it's, you know, it's, but it's the, it's, you know, a year after the last one, um, and they're upping the price again and it's probably, they should have waited a whole nother cycle, you know? Um, Mm. but yeah, it's, it's a tough, I mean, it's really hard. You like figuring out what to, how to price things and what to do. Um, but there might be some other things where, you know, there's might be trends, and I think they're seeing this in the U.S. for a while, but uh, that upgrade cycles, you know, that the amount of time between a consumer, the time the time a consumer upgrades their phone from their old one might be lengthening. I think mm. in the very beginning, they were like a year, year and a half on average. Now they're probably two-plus years Um I think maybe well yeah.
0: that's what you would expect if you're spending $1000 on a phone. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And and in China I mean than, you have to buy more than, than, than a year and a half. You have, the, you have to buy the whole phone like at once. It's not like in the US you can get a contract and you can pay for the phone over 2 years. Uh I mean you can kind of do that now in China but it's it's still it's still I think a small percent. Um most people yeah. just buy the whole phone out right out, just a thousand bucks. It's a big, it's yeah, you know, it's significant.
0: I think there's a few things. One is I yeah the 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 cycles of higher end phones are short, are lengthening, so people don't want to buy new phones. Uh, but also I I do think that in China, um, you know, there's just I think there is some you know, some merit to this argument that people just aren't as interested in iPhones. I mean, there's iPhones. They're, they don't have the, the shimmer that they once did. They're a luxury product now. So they, they, they always uh, 10 years ago, they were, well, ten. but, but I think there's a little bit of difference here. One is that, that before they were a kind of this like cool cutting edge product, right? They were what the geeks wanted as well as what the rich people wanted.
1: Right, right, right. Because right. there wasn't now there wasn't other options, right? You kinda had Exactly. A, you had a Nokia phone, but it didn't have a touch screen really. You know, yeah, it was like uh you had phones with cameras, but they were cameras weren't that great. Um the data storage on it wasn't that great. You know, so yeah. So if you're a techie
0: or a geek in China, are you going to buy an iPhone? Some will, but a lot won't. A lot will go for a Huawei or they go for a Xiaomi or they go for something else, you know? Plus you have the kind of the 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 cachet of having the iPhone and the kind of luxury, you know, brand that it is. Um, you can now they have the cachet of the patriotism that goes along with it, right? So with, with Huawei or with Xiaomi. Yeah. So you can say, well, I don't have, I don't have a, a, a... You may be saying, I don't want to spend $1,000 on an iPhone. I'd rather spend $500 on a Xiaomi. Right. But it's you the, can have the excuse the, of, well, the I, well, I am a good... I am a, a good a, yeah, exactly. I'm a good patriot, you know? <laughs> right. I, th- I think that does have something to do with it. And also just the fact that the Chinese phones are better now.
1: But there's also, I mean, what about the, uh, like, the Chinese apps, right? I mean, you can get basically free access to music, you know, on Tencent Music or on Xiaomi or I think Sina has one, uh, all these music apps. You don't need to subscribe to iTunes Music. Um, Mm. You don't. Yeah. You know, there's, there's free, all the things that, you know, there's also obviously mail, you know, there's... Uh, what else? What other ones does Apple have? That there's all the video. You know, you don't need the iTunes video. Um, that, yeah. that might actually people be people are using
0: WeChat. Inside. People are using WeChat instead of iMessage.
1: They don't need iMessage
0: because right. everyone's
1: on WeChat. And then also, and WeChat, there's a, and apps. All these apps work on iOS and Android. And you can buy an iOS, log in to your login and then you're you're on the app and then you can buy an android phone log in as your same login you have everything back so it's like the switching cost is like way easier whereas like yeah. if i go plus uh, if i don't have these things and i go from an I, and ios to an android i mean i'm literally i don't even know how to do it you have to type in every contact or there's probably some apps that can do it but wow like that's got to be a pain
0: And, uh, and mini programs. Yep. Yep. So you you don't have to go through the, the app store if you, if you go through the WeChat mini programs, so there, there's less stickiness when it comes to the Apple ecosystem. Um, so I, I think Tim cook is partly right. That's just the economy slowing down, but also I think that there are a lot of other factors at play there. Um, that I think a lot of people have written about, including our our wonderful producer John Hartman. That's right. Um,
1: but to be honest, so anyway let's, let's get at just uh-huh. just to say real quick. Like, if you look at Apple, they'll probably be if even if like Apple's revenues in China went down a lot, I think they're still uh, have a seriously good sticky product just about everywhere else in the world and but maybe maybe china's created the blueprint for undermining that right so if their competitors kind of catch on oh i need to offer free music you know i need to do these other things um it'll make make the switching cost lower right well let's call it for what it is um they're uh
0: like apple's kind of a ripoff do you use it do you use an iphone i do Okay. (laughs) I I don't, I, I, I I never have, and I won't because I can't bring myself to when I first bought a smartphone, I was like pretty new out of college. I didn't have a lot of money. So I I bought a cheap phone and now that I'm older and maybe I have a little more expendable income, um, then, but I, I still won't buy an iPhone. Cause you I it's it's I find I don't want to get stuck in that ecosystem spending a thousand dollars on a phone that keeps going up every time I want to buy a new one. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. So, um, I, I, I th- and that's Android. that's
1: that's Xiaomi's opposition to that is basically like we're not going to do that. You know, they want to kind of spread yeah. the margin around and like kind of you know be be light you know a lighter hit to their customers pockets um yeah it's interesting it's really interesting i think apple could easily if they wanted to reverse their kind of very high asp growth but obviously analysts will punish them um it'll bring down revenue growth it'll bring down uh price targets um You know, unless they're selling more volume, so either you make it up in ASP or you make it up in volume. Um, So yeah, they could easily lower it down, make an amazing, innovative phone. Uh, But the problem, another problem with smartphones now is that there's not that many changes that are that could come. I mean, what? Yeah. What's the next innovative smartphone? Feature, it like, feels look. like they got that they got the the wet the wet
0: rag and they've started squeezing it and now they're just trying to squeeze out as much as they can get so they got real really tight at this <laughs> point and you know just trying to get whatever's left in there.
1: I thought you were going. And, uh, I thought you were going for like waterproof phones there. <laughs> you know. No,
0: no. You, you know you know the what I'm iPhone, talking about. The like they're just trying to squeeze as much as they possibly can out of it. Yeah, yeah um but yeah they're they're kind of getting some diminishing returns here anyways uh we got to finish up the watch because we yep. got to get to our interview with masha borak um she spent uh a whole week using chinese short video apps uh Ooh. and um so we don't have to so we got to talk to her thank god um uh
1: so what, what do you want to get at next um so I, mean, I guess we'll talk a little bit about it, but I think iChE is affected by the short video content review regulations uh, in a positive way probably because they've had to do content review and <coughs> their biggest competitors taking their users has been short video um, apps. Uh, let's yeah. see, Baidu um, had to remove, they removed 50 billion pieces of harmful content. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Their Baidu also their their news apps have kind of been. I think they got banned for yeah, look at that. a week um, or so.
1: Or, yeah, um, they were
0: they were they were not allowed to continue to go with their news apps um, because of their ha- harmful content. But there there is just a, a series of crackdowns happening across these platforms, and um, you got to wonder.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, what the what I, I don't know what's what going you think of it. Um, Another news: so, Ten Cents yeah. AI Lab head quit. Uh, Zhang Tong. Mm-hmm. I don't know the tones, but um, he was one of Ten Cents' key artificial intelligence um, head of their unit, and uh, he quit. Um, so that's that's that. Also. Wait, what's this thing about Xiaomi releasing a foldable phone? Is this real or is this oh, like yeah. a fake video?
0: I have no idea. It's a it sounds like a gimmick to me. It I mean I remember like, they used uh, to have
1: foldable mobile phones. Is it kind of, is it like that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the old like the old the uh phones. the the StarTax or the the what was it? The Razor.
1: Yeah. The razor. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, um, yeah, anyways. But like, I don't know anything about this uh this artificial intelligence lab, like the Zhang Tong one because yeah. like the obviously AI is a is a huge uh component of Tencent's future. Um he says he will return to academia. Um I don't know. Something's happening. So he maybe was, they'll bring out something He was new. leading
1: over 250 fellows and engineers. That's a lot yeah. of people focusing on yeah. fundamental research in AI. I mean wow. Um, and they, it's the article this is a tech note by the way. Uh, the article says that they were focusing on computer vision, voice recognition, natural language processing and machine learning um, which I mean AI I think I do feel like AI is really overdone, but we can probably talk about that some another episode.
0: Um, well, it's one thing that I noticed with I'm reading uh, Kai Fu Lee's book or I read Kai Fu Lee's book, um, AI Superpowers, and you see kind of a there is a, a ebb, an ebb and flow of getting very excited about the possibilities of AI and then kind of realizing, oh wait, we can't there it's not there yet. And then kind of it's these bubbles and then bursting and then bubbles and then bursting. Um, I think that we're getting to a point right now where we had, for the last couple of years, um, I think a lot of it came after that AlphaGo, uh, the Google AlphaGo uh, thing in China where the the AI defeated the top Go player, Right. where there's all this funding in AI, there's all this excitement of AI, and now I think what we've realized is like, oh, well, a lot of this potential that we said was there, maybe it's going to take
1: another few years. Supposedly Um, the AlphaGo thing. If you change the size of the board and you make it, you add like, I don't know how many rows or columns. Make it, you know, ten rows and columns larger. Um, the whole thing breaks down and it doesn't work anymore. It has okay. to like retrain at this that board level and then, anyway. But it is pretty neat. It literally trains itself, and it it takes it has like a a. a Evolutionary learning process where like it takes the top ten percent and adds that, and then it removes the bottom ten percent of their strategies, and kind of constantly is evolving. Pretty pretty neat stuff.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, anyways, um, but yeah, so I, I don't
0: know. what, I mean, I guess it's not good news at Tencent if their their head of AI their AI lab is is leaving, but. I don't know what that means. It
1: depends if ten cents um, AI was how good it was, um, if it been if it had been making very big movements, or if it's if it kind of stalled. I don't. I have no idea. I don't have a view, but I, I would say at the know. at the very least, it means that it either it either will not
0: be going well, or it wasn't going well. So, either it, it wasn't going the way
1: they thought it right. was, so they need to so reset it. So, maybe it's it. either a chance to do yeah. better or... Or
0: or or, <laughs> or it was going well, and then now this guy is just leaving because he has a better opportunity. Although, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, also ITE, you mentioned it. Um, they're, they are going into short video, but they're going into higher quality production in short video. So um yeah so we'll see what happens what happens with that but i think they're kind of they're they're seeing that bite dance is stealing the eyeballs and they gotta they gotta get a stake of that um anything anything else we need to talk about before we go into our interview with masha borek nope i'm excited for the interview let's go all right well let's move on to our our talk with uh with abacus news reporter masha borek Joining us now is a reporter for Abacus News, and also a former TechNode reporter and a a swell individual altogether, uh, Masha Borak. Masha, how you doing?
2: Hi, hi, everyone. Um, I'm really good. Uh, joining you from uh, Hong Kong.
0: Okay. So, uh, Masha recently wrote a piece for, for Abacus News where she tried... Uh, 17, right, Masha? 17? 19. 19! 19 different short video... I didn't know there were 19 short video apps in China. Um, There are more. Really? Are you you kidding me?
2: I didn't even get to all of them.
0: Wow. Um, Anyway, so we're going to talk about short video apps. Um, Masha tried them, so we don't have to. So, Masha, what... After one week of of being on these platforms, what can you tell us? What did you learn?
2: Uh, well, well, except for that, it's not really good for your sanity. Um, well, I can tell you that, like, uh, okay, so. so 19 short apps is also uh, a little bit misleading because uh, Chinese apps have this tendency to bundle a lot of different options into one app. So there are many, like, apps uh, which uh, uh, have different uh, functions but also have a uh, uh, short video option. Like, for example, ICHI, mm-hmm. sorry, um, they are known kind of as the Netflix of China. Uh, so they do, they do, uh, sh- uh, they stream shows. They even produce their own shows and now they're even trying out, uh, their own short videos. So yeah, uh, of all the 19, um, uh, not all of them were like standalone apps. Okay. All right.
0: So, um, why are these so popular? So c- do you, I, for example, like I, I don't, I, I, I downloaded TikTok because like I've covered Byte Dance my favorite company in china um, <laughs> we know uh, that's not true and <laughs> um and like so so like I, I use i i don't like using it like i i realized the, the only ones that i that i hit the heart button on like the like are like animal photos cuz i like cats and dogs and so they give me a bunch more animal photos so i, I like it a little bit better than i used to um, but or not animal photos, but animal, animal videos. Um, but I still don't get the popularity. Like I'm not going to hang out on it unless I'm like, just curious about what this platform is, uh, because I cover it. Like, why do people like this, Masha? Tell us that.
2: Uh, so, well, with the Douyin or TikTok, as it's known internationally, it it most it mostly appeals to teenagers. So there's a lot of content like uh, skits and memes and uh, just you know uh, kids fooling around, dancing, lip syncing or whatever. Uh, and there's another app uh, that's uh, super popular in China and is now making uh, inroads internationally. Uh, called kwai or in Chinese in Chinese it's called kwai show mm-hmm. uh, which kind of I think people go there for the weird effects you know you, you have just this kind of morbid curiosity to see like what what are people doing I mean and it's usually like this uh, crazy stuff uh, there's a lot of this crazy stuff like uh, the things we, we used to see in jackass uh, a bunch of years ago like stunts <laughs> and just like stuff you you wouldn't advise people to do mm-hmm. like a woman eating, eating light, bulbs light bulbs or like other adult men putting firecrackers in their in their underwear i mean who wouldn't want to watch that so yeah it's it, that's the that's
0: <laughs> i i still so, so it's it's like um i mean to, to be honest like when i when i look at 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 tiktok it's the same kind of cringe Effect right of being like uh, uh, uh." right. I I I I, I mean I guess like you know I'm I'm 32 years old I don't I'm not, you know down with the kids these days, um, (laughs) but uh did you enjoy it? What was your like? Could you could you get why it was cool or why why it was so popular? Why so many investors are so interested in it? Uh, why they're so hot right now?
2: uh well it, it does have this uh the, this mechanism that just draws you in so so one of the the the, the most uh popular ones they just uh, uh keep on making you swipe and swipe and swipe and like giving you content that you that you want to see and the algorithms they kind of adjusted and you know it just uh, you know they keep your attention and also for me I mean I'm also a bit too old for that Now but the first time I downloaded one of these apps I, f- I spent hours on it Like oh, I wasted so much time So I get why like, kids are into it But it's not just because it's addictive uh, It's also kind of uh, for, for for teenagers they can do stuff together I mean I see a lot of kids are uh, Like dancing in the middle of the street And then posting it on Douyin Or they do a skit together Or like uh, a group of a kid sees a skit somebody else did, and then they do it, and then it's kind of a little competition yeah, and things like that. So, so th- yeah, yeah, it's a ch- they have this challenge as to where you're supposed to do something like completely um, nonsensical, mm. like when they had the tumbleweed challenge, uh, back when. Um, So, yeah, when Jimmy Jimmy Fallon uh, joined, then they had this uh, skit called Tumbleweed, and then you would just, like, roll on the floor pretending to be a tumbleweed, and, like, he did it, and a bunch of other people did it. and So, yeah, it was kind of a a meme in the form of a video.
0: Okay. Uh, First of all, James, I've been asking all the questions. Do you you have have a question you want to ask?
1: (sighs) Like is do you tried 19 does do any of the 19 stand Mm -hmm. out as particularly better in terms of user experience and kind of like you would you want to keep it on your phone like of the 19 is there any of them that you'd want to open again and check out
2: well, for me, it's uh, Quai Show is definitely interesting, uh, but it's because I like the the weird things on it. Because, you know, uh, Show is kind of covers the rural areas in China, so you see a lot of things that you usually wouldn't see. And I heard that from other people too. So a lot of people just tune in because uh, you can see stuff that you didn't see before. I mean. When you go on YouTube, you actually have to think of something like, you know, I don't know, I want to see a factory in Germany making, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know, cars or whatever. And this just serves you like a bunch of random stuff. And then you end up like looking, what is the life of a professional carp? Um, catcher or like there is a channel that's devoted uh, exclusively to infrastructure. So like how to how does how are b- bridges being built or roads being built? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you can kind of and. Uh, The one interesting thing is also there's a lot of people actually um, making videos in Africa. So, uh, of course, we all know that uh, there's a lot of Chinese doing business in Africa. And this is kind of a way for them to... um, find out what they're doing. So you see this uh, you know Chinese men, usually men because they're their own business. they go into an African village and they film their lives and this is something that you you normally wouldn't see anywhere else. Uh, but, right. but yeah, of course it caters to different interests. I ran into some apps that were almost ex- exclusively like uh, beautiful women uh, you know singing. Uh, Mando pop hits, so or like beautiful women, uh, you know, in revealing clothes dancing. So they have their own audience, of course. Uh, We know that that pornography is uh, banned in China, so it's kind of, um, kind of. uh, I would say uh, (laughs) it's not porn, but it's um, trying to, you know, fulfill. Yeah, sexualized content. Fulfill a need.
1: So. So quite yeah, right. Show, uh, the company behind it, I think, is Tencent. By the way, um, uh. yeah. So yeah, that's a great segue, though, to go into so, not that the company behind is Tencent, but the the sexualized content. I mean, there is this week there were some uh, new regulations came out about on short video, and there hadn't yeah. hasn't been regulations on it. Um, they listed a hundred different types of content that should be banned. Um, I don't think we should go through all of them. Um, but maybe like number
0: one, (laughs) no, (laughs) okay.
1: (laughs) There's a list. It's public. We can, you know, shoot us a message on Twitter. Great content. Great content. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the sexualized stuff is one of them. um, and that includes like moaning and uh, like anything innuendo, anything worth watching. <laughs> I think the the moaning stuff's pretty annoying though. Um, there's also have you seen these things on, on on WeChat where you like someone sends you a video and the the image of the video is some some sexualized image, right, of like some pretty girl or guy or something, right, and you. Click on it and it's totally unrelated. It's like nothing at all. Is, would that be banned too? Huh. I, yeah, I kind of hope they get rid of that. That's pretty annoying. No, I,
0: I've never, I've never, rec- never I've never seen that. But anyways, <laughs> so anyways, anyways, Masha, like, uh, when it comes to these regulations, so you, you talked about how some of these platforms are like, you know, they, they a substitute for adult content. Um, how are these new regulations how do you you foresee them you know impacting the the short video industry and also their the profitability of these companies
2: well it's not just the uh, uh it's not just the uh, like uh, slightly vulgar uh content that's uh, problematic it's there this list contains Uh, A lot of provisions about uh, defaming uh, China, defaming the Communist Party, ridiculing uh, state policies uh, or even criticizing or undermining um, uh, politics. Or there's even uh, there's more provisions about uh, making fun of the flag, making fun of the the national anthem and uh, in the past, uh, there was, uh, there were streamers. There were, there were like banned from the platform. Uh, there was a woman, uh, that like was making kind of, she was singing the national anthem, but she wasn't singing it. I don't know, seriously enough. Uh, she was, I don't know, waving her hands yeah, and like, yeah. uh, you know, giggling or whatever. And yeah, she was banned from the platform. Um, but, uh, in general, uh, any kind of content platform in China uh, is uh, uh, in danger of uh, being criticized by the government and being shut down by the government. I mean, as we saw before, with other apps, with live streaming apps, uh, or with social media, uh, if uh, if the government decides that the that there's too much content that's uh, there. Um, that they don't want it to be, they can shut you down for for a couple of days. I mean it's not a problem for them. I mean, we haven't had the uh there was just as far as I know there were one there was one app which is like a joke- joke app that never returned I mean it returned in different format it, it was like the same the content is the same, but uh the the name was changed and they I mean they basically redesigned the app and it's back.
0: It's a, Nehan Dwanza.
2: Yeah, Dwanza. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh so um of course, I mean, these companies are in danger of uh, you know, having their products shut down. But they are at the same time they're also very, very careful and they, they bounce back. I mean it's not like any of these apps uh are, um, you know, lost uh lost much appeal because uh, their, their purpose is not to undermine uh, the, the you know China narrative or criticize. their purpose is like to entertain and make money. It's not like uh, for example Weibo uh, which is I like, called the Twitter of uh, China. Uh, where people go and express their opinions and political opinions. Uh, I mean after they after Weibo was criticized and uh, its content was cleaned up, it got a lot less boring for some people but then again you know they didn't lose a lot of you know they didn't really lose money. I mean they just started peddling entertainment news and like you know this kind of cheap content and they bounced back because that's what people want. Um, unfortunately yeah
0: yeah but pe- pe- people are going to want content i mean p- part of this is having a you know the firewall and you know that that if you don't abide by these rules you you don't exist in china so people are going to want content no matter what uh so if you can create entertaining content stimulating content engaging content within the parameters of what is allowed people are going to be attracted to it now, what is allowed changes, but if you can can create it in accordance with that, you'll 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 be popular. Um, so, how do these how do these apps make money? Why do you think that they're so so? I mean, there has to be a reason why they're all, you know, they're they're so hot from an investor perspective. Um, why are they so attractive from the perspective of of, uh, of you know an investor?
2: Yeah, well, um so as i mentioned before, chinese apps are quite different uh from western ones when in terms to uh in terms of bundling uh, different functions, but they're also uh different from western ones in the terms of uh like uh, erasing boundaries between uh, uh content and shopping. So, uh some of these apps are actually integrating uh uh, working with uh, e-commerce sites like Taobao or JD or Pinduoduo uh, to just you know help people that are uh, that are making content to sell it. Uh, for example, uh, okay, well for TikTok, uh, they are working with um, uh, Taobao, Alibaba's Taobao, and they actually have uh, external links uh, where people can just you know go buy stuff. Uh, And uh, they're also doing other types of uh, advertising. So you have like ordinary apps, you know, something you would expect. But they also have um, uh, brand-sponsored stickers. So, for example, I don't know. um, So so for those of you that never actually opened the app, it's going to be kind of hard visualizing. But uh, basically these videos come with a bunch of... uh, a bunch of uh, uh, special effects that you can add on your video. So, Pizza Hut made this uh, animated sticker, and you can, like, I don't know, you know, just paste it on your video and play with it. Uh, there's other types of advertising, for example, Heidi Lao, which I know is Elle's favorite. <laughs> uh, Heidi oh, Lao yeah. is a restaurant. Yeah. Heidi Lao is a restaurant uh, from China. So they uh, it's a hot pot restaurant. So uh, users can actually go to the restaurant and ask to do their own recipe and upload it on Douyin. Uh, I mean, on TikTok. So the staff... Uh, You know, they they do everything to uh, enable you to make your own kind of hot pot. So they help you uh, with whatever is needed. And then you make make your own hot pot and then you upload it on on the platform. And, like, people love it. There's so much uh, food-related content on that platform.
0: So it's like it's basically just when it comes to advertisers, marketers, there are a number of ways – that they can uh, you know, reach their audience in the platform and also because of the data that these platforms have, they can target them.
2: Yes, yes. And um, let's not forget about KOLs, like Key Opinion Leaders. I mean, there are so many lifestyle food, uh, KOLs, and, and China. I mean, and and for Douyin, it's like Angela Baby is the top one. And whatever she shows, is like oh, everybody goes insane for it. Um, and uh, for Show too, I mean, they have like a similar model. They're also working with e-commerce um Uh, e-commerce platforms Uh, so according to Kuaishou's CEO Su Hua, he said uh, recently uh, during the Wujan internet conference that 10 million people made money uh, within the past year on Kuaishou and and not only that, it's not just selling stuff Um, they also uh, enable people to give classes, online classes through the app which is something I haven't really heard of before. It's quite original, I have to say. Uh, so, yeah, we have to remember that shows, uh user base is mostly in rural areas. So, um, you know, people can buy uh, uh, products, agricultural products, or any kind of other products uh, that come from the countryside. Or people can even learn... Um, how to, I don't know, the, 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 these classes are kind of targeted at, you know, like blue-collar blue, blue color, color jobs, so we have this guy that the, actually, you know, he became a hit because he's a good singer, uh, and, you know, hmm. he has a spinach farm, and now he's teaching how to grow spinach, I mean...
0: Uh, By singing,
2: yeah. Well, he, he got popular because he was this a good. Is how singer. you
0: grow the spinach? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And now people, you know, he has a couple of classes. You know how to how to grow spinach, how to grow celery, and you know other people have uh, classes about how to do I don't know maintenance or um, farm work or something yeah, and, like and that. Short
0: videos uh,
2: for these classes. They're not short videos. I think you you need to pay for them, and then you get like a proper class, but I haven't tested it. So I don't know what was the format. Huh.
0: (laughs) Huh. So, so one of the things that I've been interested in, uh, globally is that, so this is my, my pet theory. I mean, I am, I am more than, you know, happy if anyone can, you know, refute me here, but I, I've had a theory that, that, you know, Douyin is very popular within China. All these short video apps are very popular within China, whether I'm at my living in Bangkok or whether I am, you know, traveling to some other country or whether I am, you know, in the U S where I was for most of December, you know, when I go to, to visit kind of these, these, you know, spots where there might be younger people, kind of hipper people. Um, I look at what apps they're using and they're using Instagram. Uh, they're using Twitter. They're not really using Facebook, um, but I, I have I, I speak to people who know TikTok because it's advertised to them, but they don't use TikTok. Um, and one reason that I've that I seem to be that getting here is um, Instagram stories and Snapchat stories is that the short video. You know uh you, you can make short videos and, and share them on instagram or you can share them on snapchat um so it, it makes uh you know TikTok not not necessary and then in china they don't have snapchat they don't have, have instagram so it, it makes these more more popular so if you look at for example the kiki shuffle remember the kiki shuffle
2: no i'm totally out you know. of it As sorry <laughs> No,
0: no, you, you guys know, know the Drake song. It's like, "Kiki, do you love me? Do you want me? No, 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 no." You guys want? To <laughs> no. <laughs> talk?
1: no. Sorry, leave no. you
0: hanging. So man. It, 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 it was hot like last summer, and like it's where you sit in a car, and somebody dances, and you you, you go slowly on like slowly up in a car. Oh, you, you dance outside the uh, car. Well, you open, yeah, exactly. So you open up the, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So somebody dances outside the car while the car is going, and you walk alongside with it, right? It was like the hot thing in in the U.S., right? But it was that all over like Instagram. Ghost stories.
1: riding the whip isn't that what that?
0: It's kind of like I, I, I don't. Okay, I, I'm I'm in way. Oh, I am not this cool. Okay? okay. So I'm in way over my head here, but it seems like this was all. Um, uh this is this is all shared over instagram stories when i when i see people outside of china using short video they're using it through instagram stories um so masha do you know anyone outside of china who is who is not chinese who is using a chinese short video app
2: Well, I don't know anybody personally because, I mean, uh, that's just not my generation. Uh, But, yeah, actually, uh, a lot of, like, TikTok... Uh, they first became um, famous in Japan, so they did a lot of work there. Actually, there was a really good report from Pan Daily, uh, like showing how they went there and like negotiated with the KOLs uh, to bring them on the platform, and then it kind of took off. And then they they transplanted that model from market to market. So the, in each market, they have to go. And actually, make uh, content for that market. Uh, so, in I think in Thailand, they contacted some pretty famous uh, 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 YouTube star. I'm sorry, I forgot her name and got her on the platform. Uh, in other countries, too, they, they would even like organize uh, get togethers for KOLs and other influencers that are interested in this kind of work. And they would like suggest them options. Sometimes they would pay them, uh, and in some cases, uh, these influencers would, uh, you know, join by themselves just because they're drawn by the market. Um, so, f- for example, now they already have like some pretty famous people, uh, pretty famous faces on TikTok. So, like Jimmy Fallon is one. In Ethan Hawke uh, is another. Um, there is uh, Indian star, which I'm sorry, I'm, I'm uh, for a journalist. I'm like really bad at remembering names, uh, but it's an Indian star, a young star, which also came mm-hmm. to the platform. And yeah, I think that's the method that that they're using uh, to draw users. They have to um, make localized. Um, they also have to make localized content. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I went through international version of TikTok. And there's a bunch of, like, really funny videos from India, from uh, Japan, from everywhere. So they, like, mash up stuff that can be, you know, translated uh, into di- into different cultures, like skits. You know, like, uh, something that doesn't require a lot of talk. They can go internationally. And mm-hmm. for, for other, uh, for things that are... Yeah, you know, you have to use words or songs or whatever. They 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 keep them more locally.
0: Yeah, I guess my my, my question there is so, there's this is all from, uh, a kind of of a marketing spend that they're doing very aggressively based on a lot of money that they've raised, right? So. They've, uh, you know, they, they, they got about what was it in November, they got 3 billion in a funding round led by SoftBank. Uh, they borrowed, they got 1.3 billion in debt financing from a bunch of wall street banks. Um, so you know, if you you can pay influencers to get on your platform, at least for a, a short period of time. You know, you can at least, you know, you can, you can get the PR machine going. The question that I have is, you know, are people leaving, are people's eyeballs leaving YouTube, leaving Instagram outside of China to go to TikTok?
2: Well, that, I don't yeah, know if that's, that's true. kind of hard to tell because, um, from what I read, um, uh, uh, like a bunch of these, uh a bunch of these videos are being circulated on YouTube and Instagram right now. Uh, and But they, they still have a watermark. Uh, so, mm. I don't know. People see it and then they try it and I guess, I guess a lot of them get hooked. Otherwise, they wouldn't have... Uh, uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have so much uh, users, right? And yeah, I mean, well, if, I asked... If, if,
0: if you're <laughs> yeah. advertising everywhere, if you're advertising on all these platforms, like... Even if you just get one in a hundred, you're still gonna have a lot of users. The question is, is it worth their, the valuation that they have? That's that's what I, what
1: I wonder.
2: Yeah, Yeah, well. we know this,
1: this <laughs> Elliot, this is a okay, sorry, recurring theme. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, one question. So if they're gonna start reviewing the content and regulating the content, um, how's that gonna affect their business and their business model. I mean, are they going to need to review every video or is it going to be more like report like the users report stuff that's you know not in line with their content uh policy or you know, how this is it's got to have a big impact.
2: Yeah, well, um it's it's not like ByteDance uh, is uh, going through a new thing actually. There are other pl- uh, app, uh, super popular pl- app in China called Jinri, Jinri Totiao, which is like a news aggregation app. Uh, it got heavily criticized for uh, uh, you know posting content that was was out of the line. Uh, I mean, uh, not. I would say probably not so much political, but there were there were like a lot of clickbaity stuff, a lot of uh, you know really cheap content, uh, uh, and uh, they got criticized for it, and they had to hire a lot of censors, like a lot. Uh, they announced uh, the beginning of January they're gonna hire ten thousand censors. So I, um, there wasn't much news after that, whether or not they. Uh, Fulfill this promise, but I'm guessing they did because they already had uh, uh, Sensors, uh, you know, their 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 number of sensors back then already was in the thousands Uh, So I think they're gonna have to do uh, something similar here Uh, But then again, they can also employ some ai tricks uh, for example, we know for WeChat that um, they have kind of um, a visual recognition uh, judging what kind of content is not permitted. Um, for example, if they see some nudity, they can kind of uh, pinpoint that piece of uh Content and have it deleted. I mean, uh, for us that live in China, we also, like, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, just, you know, we were sending GIFs and some of them disappeared, like, out of the blue. <laughs> so, yeah, that's possible. So, I'm not sure, like, if, if, the, if the AI cap- capabilities are advanced enough to... To actually spot, uh, you know, uh, to actually analyze the video. But uh, I'm guessing in um, in some areas it might be able to be used. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely all these apps yeah. are going to have to... Um, are gonna have to hire censors, or or they're gonna be criticized. I mean, uh, we we forget that like TikTok and sure they're the biggest apps, so so they get get a lot of attention. Um, but there are a lot, of, a lot of these smaller ones that you know kind of try to you know fuddle a little bit. You know, they 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 they're not that popular, so they you know you can find content that's a bit more risk. Um, yeah. And, for example, I ran into an app which was, like, full of, like, really scammy ads, you know, like, oh, dial his <laughs> number and you're going to get 15,000 loan, just like that. Yeah, of course.
1: Oh, so, yeah. Really <laughs> Spanish, yeah. Like, get your information and steal your money type of scam.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's that's, it, it's, that's it's, been it, it, there, too.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's basically the the app version of those
0: phone calls and those text messages that you get when you're in China.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so, so Masha, before we let you go, are you still using any of these apps?
2: Uh, well, I kept quite so. Sure. Just because, uh, just because, like I have this, uh, you know, bizarre. uh, uh, You know, I like this, like bizarre content, and yeah, it it does kind of induce that morbid uh, curiosity. Uh, But I'm hoping (laughs) I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Yeah, I'm actually working on another story that's gonna be connected to Quai Show, so I had to keep it.
0: Okay, cool. What apps do you use? Like, how do you? You're, you're what? You're like, sorry, I I don't want to disclose your age. (laughs) Uh, you <laughs> it's are, all right. A twenty something, a twenty something young professional. I would say, uh, I, I would say, right.
2: more in the range of thirty something already.
0: Oh, geez, I, well, I, uh, you, I, I am. You look in your twenties, my. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, you. Anyways.
2: Thank you so much. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Anyways, um. So, uh, uh, what what are you using? Like, what apps do you
2: use? What apps do I use? Uh, I mm-hmm. try not to use too much apps. I actually just installed a, a, a like a blocker to keep me from social media oh, really? when I get back home. It's all right. Like during what? work, I can be on social media. That's fine. But when I go back from work, I, I actually want to like relax from the screen. So what blocker is um, that? Yeah, it's that bad.
0: So what what do you what what do you do instead of using your?
2: Phone? I try to read or or like watch a movie, or anything okay. at all. You know just so it's not like right. facebook and twitter
0: okay cool cool all right james you got any more questions for masha
1: um i guess what's the name of that blocker
2: oh let me check it's called block site it's free. And you can sync it to your browser. So it's not just the phone. You cannot go anywhere, you know, to your browser. And you can time it. So I timed it to block my social media in the evening because I want to have, like, better quality time at that. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's okay. smart.
0: My, I have a, I have a, a nine-year-old nephew, um, and I was visiting my... my my family over the holidays and uh you know they my sister and her husband they tried to limit their kids screen time and my nine-year-old nephew he said you know uh screen time is important for adults to limit too.
2: it's true it's (laughs) true i would agree nice
0: Yeah he's he's a, he's, a, he's a little philosopher he's, he's, I mean he, he's 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 wiser than me you know he's uh he's, he's 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 got he's got he's got a good head on his shoulders anyways uh Masha if people want to want to read your article or if they want to you know, read more of your stuff, or they, if they want to, you know, reach out to you or, or follow you, uh, how, how do they get in touch with you?
2: So, yeah, I'm writing for abacusnews.com. Please uh, check out our stuff. We write a lot about uh, consumer technology, cool apps, uh, phones, uh, trends, and of course, censorship and uh, things like that. And uh, if you need to reach me, I'm available at masha.borak at scmp.com.
0: Okay, and Twitter?
2: Twitter is at Masha Borak. So M-A-S-H-A-B-O-R-A-K. All
0: right. Well, Masha, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
2: you for inviting me home. Oh.
0: Well, that just about does it for us today. Be sure to go to com slash newsletters and sign up for one of Techno's uh, many great newsletters. Uh, they your daily dose of China tech. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Elliot Zagman. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-T-Z-A-A-G-M-A-N or James Hull X, J-A-M-E-S-H-U-L-L-X. Um, and also give us five stars on iTunes. Give us a star on Overcast or just, just give us a good review uh, where, wherever you get your podcast, it really helps. Uh, James, wh- what are you looking at this coming week?
1: Um, so, I'm look, I'm interested to see how the like last time the China-U.S. trade talks are going. Um, we'll see what the debrief is and if anything comes out. And then also I want to see what the fallout is with the short video apps and how they deal with the c- new content regulations and you know, what sort of you know ideas they have to implement uh implement these in a way that won't impact them too much
0: yeah this is going to be a big test for their uh their ai because if they're trying to if they got to hire people for all this stuff it's gonna really eat into their margins uh Mm -hmm. for me i'm i'm looking at ces so there's fewer chinese companies at ces this year it's kind of a a symptom of the the tensions going on right now um but i'm seeing what's coming out of there seeing if there's any cool new innovations or anything we should be paying attention to okay well once again as always thank you to producer extraordinaire john artman and we'll see you all next time on the china tech investor podcast Bye bye